0: at greenlight.com/acast get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever bluenile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls earrings you can design yourself even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue whatever you choose bluenile's pieces are all graded for excellence for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it Right now, get up to 30% off at Bluenile.com. Bluenile.com.
1: Was it the weatherman that you've done jokes about?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> nope, it wasn't the weatherman.
1: <laughs> um, Wait, why did you not like that I asked that? <laughs> Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It is me, Eric Williams, and this week we have TikTok and Instagram celebrity Sam Shedler on the podcast, and it's a great conversation about religious trauma, the fact that Sam is a cis gay man who is often misgendered as being a woman. Just really, really interesting stuff. Uh, tomorrow, I want to let you know, sneak peek, we are announcing the tickets for the New York Gay Ass Live show. It is for the New York Comedy Festival and a lineup... It's stupid. It's so good that it's stupid. I I just cannot wait for you to to see it. So I'm posting it to Gay Ass Podcast Instagram, my Instagram, at Eric Wills, and that's happening on Thursday, the announcement. I also want to ask y'all a question. Uh, The y'all was for my Atlanta, Georgia husband, but I'm thinking about adding to the Patreon bonus solo apps. I, of course, want to do more solo apps uh, in general, but I went back to Black Speech of course, <laughs> have more things to say. <laughs> and I feel like if I don't want to give out like dirty details every time I'm doing something, but it does feel exciting enough to put it on the Patreon, would you subscribe? What would make you subscribe to the Gay Ass Podcast Patreon that's not on there now? And for the subscribers, I have been lax about posting some of the the episodes and I want to thank you for your patience uh now let's get into this episode with sam shedler his character actress answer at the end of the F is just a chef's kiss if i may say and if you enjoy this chaos podcast leave that five star review click the review button and subscribe or follow if you do not already i love you i really do <laughs> Sam Shedler, the All Not So gay As podcast. Sam, this has been decades in the making, even before the podcast came through for Wish. Thank you for coming on.
2: Oh, my God. Thank you so much for letting me on here.
1: Are you kidding? It's a pledge and an on. Uh, and especially to talk to a fellow Midwestern gay. Do you consider me being from Missouri, the Midwest, or do you also think I'm from the South?
2: So if I were to be completely honest with you, mm-hmm. um, I think I know like the general area that misery is in, <laughs> but I wouldn't be like completely confident in like, like if you were shown that. a
1: map, could you point to it?
2: Uh, n- no, you know, I, Some people are good at things and some people aren't good at things. And so that's sort of like one of the things.
1: No, that is something that I've learned about myself, which is that I'm not good at a lot of things and other people are. But if you're (laughs) honest about it. That's
2: so important. It is
1: important. And it's also half the battle is just admitting it. Yes. You know, people on the East Coast can't tell you where anything is outside of New York, New Jersey. But I'm curious for like a minute. Were you born in Minnesota?
2: I was born in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, which means foot of the lake. In the language.
1: What's the name of it again? Fond du lac. And if you were to make up an inappropriate definition of fond duac, what would that besides foot of the lake, what do you think it would be?
2: Okay, well, people used to say fondle sack, which like classic. Um so I'd I'd probably go with that. Hell
1: yeah. Well, here's the thing what I like about you, Sam Shedler, is that you are of course high lair, You're, of course, vulnerable. But you also clearly come from a history of being your unique self, and you're not <laughs> afraid to let the world know that. So because you are on this gay ass podcast, I want to get into the what the Sam Shedler was to get to the Sam Shedler that is, and as we find the Sam Shedler to be. Sure, yes. So Sam Shedler was born in Padisac, foot of the lake. What was it called
2: again? You got it. You didn't get it, but like it's the spirit of it when you really had Fond du Lac, Wisconsin.
1: Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Yeah. And then give me. Are are you fully twenty two? How old are you?
2: Oh God, I'm twenty nine.
1: Okay, okay, great, 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 great. I'm just. I. I was. I, I. I. I overcorrected because I now I'm becoming the person who assumes <laughs> that I am older than <laughs> yes, any person is. I meet. Yes. Um. So then when did Sam Shader go from Wisconsin to Minnesota is the first question.
2: Yep. Uh so I I grew up in Fond du Lac and moved after I finished middle school so like after 8th grade. Mm-hmm. And so the first this it was like a pretty transformative day it was my very first day of high school. I didn't know a single person. And so like wow. everyone's like going into the auditorium for the whole school god i'm getting nervous just thinking about it everyone's going into the assembly for like the full school assembly thing yeah i'm just like i don't know a single face the only friend i have is my dog and he's like a mean Mm -hmm. dog and so that like doesn't even count
1: and he's not even that nice to you
2: yeah it's not good and so like that was my welcome to minnesota
1: what's the long hair journey have you always had the gorgeous locks
2: oh so that is a covid thing so um i have never really known what to do with my hair for like my entire life is like Mm -hmm. you know everyone has their quirks and i have a forehead the size of like a small ipad or like a large (laughs) ipad um and it's tough because i don't have eyebrows and podcast listeners can't tell Mm -hmm. but they can just believe me that i don't have eyebrows And so I decided that I was going to grow my hair out during COVID because I was working as a bedside nurse and people like right in the beginning, healthcare workers were like going like overcompensating for like, oh my God, it's COVID. What are we going to do? So a lot of people started wearing caps.
1: Like surgical caps?
2: Yeah, like like scrub. Yeah, like surgical caps, like on like a regular medical surgical floor. Uh And I don't think that they're. I don't think that COVID was really transmitted from like touch. You know, like so like. But but I was like, yeah, I should wear a cap because there's such a long awkward phase when you're (sighs) growing your hair out. So I just like covered. It was perfect. There could not have been a better time for a pandemic so the my hair really grew out at such a good time so
1: you know what for any listeners that ever want to grow their hair out <laughs> again you better wait for the next global yes. Pandemic, yes, and then you too can add a surgical cap to your wardrobe and let the awkward face i got to tell you something i yeah. was at a party recently and Frank. hair came up In conversation, I don't know how the topic went to transplant surgery. You clearly do not need to have any part of this conversation in terms of like seeking it out. I, on the other hand, am wearing a baseball hat right now because (laughs) I don't want to know what it looks like underneath. But there was the conversation about getting the transplant surgery. And it was kind of nice because there's a bunch of gay men who it, it was coming from a place of empowerment. Sure. And so I think that there is a lot of obvious like people's identity and or even just the, the way they perceive themselves and what the world perceives perceive them through their hair. And when I see your hair journey, it really is interesting to me because to me, just having met you and seeing your videos in recent year, like I feel like you've always had long hair, but that's not the case. No, no. Do people treat you differently with long hair?
2: Um, so I get misgendered a lot more frequently. With long hair, like a lot.
1: Were you misgendered with short hair?
2: Yes, but not as frequently. So one thing that's been new to the long hair journey is when I go to use a men's restroom. Oh, God. And I'm like, if I'm like near the door or like drying my hands off or something, it's and it's happened numerous times. Like when I say numerous, I mean like a lot of times. Um, Someone will open, the a guy will open the door he'll see me and like (gasps) go back and look to see what the sign says, what the sign says. And like, I'll like be walking into a bathroom and I'll hear, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And I just, that's only happened once, but like, I know they're trying to tell me I'm going into the wrong bathroom, but then I, it's, so that's been a thing that has been unexpected in my long hair journey.
1: How does it make you feel when that happens
2: okay well, therapy is super helpful so like I'm like I'm really secure in my like gender identity as a man yeah and as a cisgendered male, I can't like know what it's like to be trans or like what their lived experiences is, is but it really freaks me out that like when I go to like bars or something and like people are drunk like some people have acted like violently like aggressive towards me when I'm using the bathroom and so like there is a level of like real anxiety now when I go to bathrooms um and like at the rock climbing place I go to a bunch of like kids like youths were like sort of pointing at me like a little monster and being like a woman can't be in this bathroom and that that's when I was like oh this is I don't like this (laughs)
1: Well, it's interesting that you say, you know, as a cisgendered man, you can't understand the lived experience of a trans person. But there is the other side of you are still yes being put in a place of danger, yeah, and only because for the fact that you're existing, yes, and for the assumptions of others. And so it's it's a very interesting perspective, and I think it's partly why. I'm such a fan of yours, and it's of course a sad reality that a lot of funny people uh, become funny because of what trauma, trauma, Jamie Lee, <laughs> exactly. But I do think that it gives you such a opportunity that that you have taken, and so I'm I'm very in awe of and in respect of the the way that you've you've taken that. Well, so, thank you, that's super nice. And I am excited to see your hair grow even longer.
2: Yes. I love Abby. She's the girl who cuts my hair.
1: She's great. We love Abby.
2: And I can never go to anyone else because she's incredible.
1: I had such an infatuation with girls growing up who had grew their hair to their asses. Oh, my God. Is there something? You know what it is? I had a babysitter, I think, who would let me comb her hair. I would braid to my gay heart's content. And so I think there's a power in long hair for any person but obviously especially for you because you know it's the whole thing what, what people what transphobes say which is like we always can tell we can, we can always, always tell. tell they're so confident so then listen sam shedler i've gotten the pressing long hair question out of the way but i haven't gotten the gay ass podcast mm-hmm. question out of the way which is whose fault is it that you're gay who do we blame even babe
2: yes yes yeah, so it's two words one name um So, Jesus Christ.
1: Mmm. On a cross, cracker, and otherwise. Yes.
2: So, I went to a Christian school growing up. And my mom was my kindergarten teacher. And this was, like, a really strict Christian school. And I tell this joke, this anecdote, but it was, like, you couldn't use or, like, wear anything Pokemon-related... (laughs) Because they evolved. And like evolution was evil. And so I remember I got in trouble with the principal, Mr. Vernon, because I wore a Squirtle tattoo. And then like someone told him. (gasps) I know like my mom didn't care about like the Pokemon stuff. We played Pokemon. But like the school was strict about that.
1: He's wearing an evolutionary tattoo. Call him into Father Vernon. I'm going to make him a father. Yeah. That's okay.
2: Yeah, that's great. He was actually, there was a Nepo baby in my kindergarten class, the principal's daughter.
1: Uh, Well, you were a Nepo baby too.
2: Okay, but um, let's not talk about that.
1: That's as if like one person's mom is Angelina Jolie and then your mom is like the producer of Mr. and Mrs. Smith.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So anyways, I think what sealed the deal for me being gay was... In kindergarten, we were assigned shapes and colors. So like one, I think Mitchell was the brown cross. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think someone was like the purple, the purple triangle, and I think like the triangle was like the cape or something, mm-hmm. like the Jesus royal cape, I don't know. And then the shape I was given was the black sin seed.
1: Um, (laughs) What shape was that? An ellipse. So
2: I I don't like calling them ovals because my mom was so like, it's an ellipse.
1: And your mom gave you, (laughs) say the name of it again, the sin.
2: Sin seed. Like the, I don't know. I don't know. So you're five years old and your
1: shape and color was the sin seed.
2: The black sin seed. So yeah, I think if you want a gay child, give them
1: that shape to identify with. And here I am. Do you think it's because you are branded as a sinner? I think so.
2: And also, like, you know, like the apple tree, the apple tree I mean, with like Adam and Eve. So maybe like that was like the seed of the apple oh,
1: sure. tree of the knowledge
2: sure. of good and evil. Getting into some deep Bible lore.
1: Did you ever talk to your mom about her decision behind giving you the black seed of sin? No. mm hmm
2: I wonder, she's come to uh, some comedy shows and I wonder if I've made the joke while she's been in the audience. I can't remember. The, I mean, I can't, I, I cannot that.
1: imagine having my mother as a, a teacher and I do think it's a blessing, a literal blessing that it was your kindergarten year because I think that's probably the best time to do it.
2: Yes. Yes. So it was a really big perk because one day we were praying over our snack, right? Yeah. And after we, it was like chocolate chip, Teddy grams, like the best kind because chocolate Teddy grams were not as good Mm. but chocolate chip teddy grams were like perfect we had prayed and then this dweeb his name was jacob he's like mrs shedler sam wasn't closing his eyes during prayer and i'm like mortified right because i i wasn't but my mom just right away is like well jacob how did you know
1: (gasps) ally
2: isn't that so good So good. So So I think it did like, have its perks. Well, I think
1: you were born with a target on your back, and these motherfuckers in kindergarten Catholic school were outing you for your Pokemon Pokemon tattoo. Yeah. They were outing you for open your eyes during prayer. I mean, maybe you just wanted to see God. Sorry. I was probably, like, the most Christian. Or you just wanted to make sure your mom was okay.
2: Yeah. Probably.
1: What a... I mean, what a beautiful story, because I do think that religious trauma... And a friend of mine recently told me that uh, we do we as a society overuse that word, so I'm making sure I now say it ten times in the first time i was <laughs> supposed to get it out of my system. But is, it, is that your brand of where you think your funny comes from, which is the religion of it all? I do think
2: so. I just like uh, just growing up. I just like always wanted, like I always knew that I was gay, mm-hmm. but like I wanted so deeply for people to like me, mm-hmm. and so like. I think I used humor a lot to sort of deal with that. That know? hits
1: me. That hits me. Yeah. It hits me because I as a person have been working through what makes me happy on and on the other side of releasing the fear that I'm not liked. Yeah. And maybe if I follow what makes me happy, will that make someone not like me? And I have to tell you something, Sam. This is a safe space. You created a safe space. And I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. that I had an experience with someone recently that was quite insane in terms of the idea of being liked. I met someone and then uh, saw them weeks later and did not recall their name immediately. And I think most people give a certain amount of grace, and this person was looking for yeah. uh was really looking for a, a reason to uh to lash, one might say, as Jesus might have been lashed back in history. Nice. Um did lash and then every time this person saw me that evening uh made sure to know that i was not liked and it, Im- it immediately you kidding i'm not i mean and i and it's funny because oh i God. i'm lucky because i was with people that i was that witnessed and i was able to you know get some immediate feedback but um it yes. was just almost in a way freeing that i knew that i wasn't liked <laughs> because we're i think oh. i'm always i'm always trying or had been trying to make sure i was liked
2: did you have a feeling of like i want to make like let me try to make this person like me like can i try again or were you like was were you sort of just like
1: i love that question because i I love this question because it's clearly from a fellow people pleaser and um (laughs) well did you try um and i know you're asking in the way of, of of blaming but i did i my first reaction was like yeah well eric you have your mission make this person like you and know that your intentions were pure and good and then and then i it was helpful that i immediately like told a friend about it and they were like okay i don't think that's your battle but yeah if i'm being honest i 100 had to fight the inner workings in my tummy which was like this is bad this is bad this is bad right the wrong right the wrong and then i had to do some self-talk And then, luckily, it didn't ruin the night. But my my gut was absolutely like, make this right. And I think, and I think, I ultimately did try to by like going back up to the person and saying their full name. And um, but it was, but then, but then, their reaction again signified that too little, too late.
2: That is so. That is so wild. And I'm glad. Like it sounds like you did exactly the right thing because it's like that person is so obviously. Going through something, yes, that and like has nothing to do with you. And the fact that like they're reacting in that way, I mean, that's a great red flag. Of like, if I had wanted to be friends with this person, I'm like, you know what, maybe, maybe not.
1: Well, yeah, and it's it's the same thing when you meet someone and like if you walk away feeling better than you did before after talking to them, or if they make you feel a sense of agita, that's your your, your gut guiding you. And I'm trying yeah. to get better at, at trusting that. But I am curious, because there's so many things that you've put up that are kind of like reactions to, not the trolls, but the people voicing their their anti you And And yes. uh, one of the things you've done is make a video that says how religious folks think it'll go when they condemn queer people. And then of course you're like, oh yes, 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 yes. Now I thank you for that. And now I'm not gay. And then you call a trans person and you confirm that they're not trans anymore. Um mm-hmm. how long did it take for you to take the bullying things and like the shitty things and not let it just stop you versus let it actually encourage you to make your voice even louder?
2: Okay, oh God. It took a really long time. So like my whole like coming out thing, I had to come out like three times because I was like deep in like Christianity where like the first time I came out, I was like in high school and I was like, but I'm going to turn straight and everything's going to be just fine. So you said, right? you said,
1: I'm gay, but going to right the wrong and, and either conversion mm-hmm. therapy or whatever.
2: Yeah, yep. And so like my parents never like forced me into it. Like I had read a book that they had where one subject was like being gay. And it was like, you can just pray it away. And so I didn't go to conversion like camp, but we got like DVDs. <laughs> this is going to be like sort of a long way to answer your question. But, um and then still deep in Christianity in college, I was like, wait, I'm going to be gay, but I'm going to be celibate. And then, so I was like a voluntary celibate. Um, (laughs) and then it wasn't until like a week after I graduated, I went to like a Christian evangelical college. Damn, It wasn't until like a week after I graduated where I was like, wait, this is not what I want at all. And so like that took probably like three, two, three years of like internalizing that and Mm -hmm. figuring that out Mm -hmm. and what I wanted sort of leaving the church. And it wasn't until... Couple of years after college, where I was like, "This is who I am, and this is awesome," and that's when I was able to sort of turn all those negative things
1: that happened to me into like fun things. Wow, that's uh, that is cuckoo luku crazy because it's wild. If only we're pointing to the DVD conversions alone. Did you for for the Jews in the audience, including me, Evangelicals, psychology went to, is that clappy hands? um what's the evangelicals like if we're the mean girls lunchroom what table are they sitting at
2: they're sitting at the table that sort of makes fun of the super like the people who are speaking tongues.
1: oh so they're like amy poehler like i'm not like the other uh christians i'm a cool christian
2: yes yep yes i think that's a good way to put it so i'm really bad at like church denominations but it's sort of like baptisty which is like you can go into like speaking tongues and like spiritual gifts and all that Mm. but this is sort of like mainstream stuff i guess
1: christian so straight up christian yeah yes
2: yep so our school our college we had to sign a covenant that was like you can't drink even if you're 21 of age and off campus um you can't have sex you can't look at porn you can't gossip either of course and so you like (laughs) signed you signed a covenant how seriously
1: did your friends take that
2: so it's so funny so like the first two years everyone is sort of like okay besides like the cool people all like the super christian people are like you guys we signed a covenant and then you sort of like oh this is sort of weird and then senior year is sort of when you're like, oh, yikes. And then look, you know, hindsight's 2020. 20, and then graduation
1: so. weekend is when you're double <laughs> penetrated.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Did you yourself have any man man in Iran rands? Not in college. No. I was like fully drinking the Kool Aid, which turns out was non alcoholic, uh, yes. Kool Aid. Um, yes. so then. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. God, this is, you really, I'm just trying to validate your experience because I, (laughs) I, a lot of people, of course, have all of their chapters that are so valid. (laughs) Yeah. But you signed a goddamn covenant. And that was between you and God, yeah? Yes. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, you... you. I mean, of course, all of us felt like we were under the power of something. I think the straightness, the straight society. I don't know yeah. what... I think mine... Obviously, mine was not God because I'm Jewish, so mine probably was just brisket. But it was <laughs> like... I mean, it, I probably... I, I wasn't worried about disappointing God, I don't think. I think mm. I was worried about... Wow, what a, actually a really big question. <laughs> you, my, like, my specific, I can't be gay because of X, and the X was, I, I, I think it was probably, like, the boys at school Sure, would, like, you know, fucking ruin me, and then yeah. probably any adult in my, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what it was, I, but you have a literal, like, you're gonna disappoint God.
2: yeah. And yeah, sort of peeling that back, I realized it was 100% like not wanting to disappoint my parents. You know, I would have thoughts of like, well, maybe I can start marrying men when my parents die. Mm. (laughs) Morbid, but it's like. No, but people Maybe have those th- people have
1: those thoughts. I yeah, if I may quote Karen Huger, who's a Real Housewife of Potomac, she had even stated at a Real Housewives reunion that she didn't want to say X, Y, and Z because her parents were still alive. And this woman is not young. So I Oh wow. I went through the same thing with this podcast, with my social media, because I would picture my in-laws watching, mm. reading, and listening to everything I said. And once I yeah. once I realized that. I can't and, and, and by the way, I do need to give a disclaimer because they are nothing but nice and lovely and supportive. But, like, of <laughs> like and I'll, and my parents too. I, I think about that. But like we have to live our lives for us. And even though that's so hard, yeah. I mean, to th- like you're talking saying jokes at your shows that have direct connections to your parents. And yet, yeah, I think it's I had Joel Kimbooster on this podcast like two years ago, and I asked him about that when I was really struggling. And he was like, oh, my parents yeah. just don't watch anything. Like, and I it didn't seem to come from a place of like not to be supportive, because I think they are supportive, but I think it's just like there's a yeah. separation that or if they do, they don't maybe did not make him feel self-conscious about it, which I think is such a gift. So is there yeah, something wow. are there are there any things that you that shame still comes up in? Like, are you are have you been dating? Is like have you had a nice response to the religion in that realm of your life
2: you know it's been sort of like something we've been working through a lot and that i don't know it's such a hard relationship or i it's so hard to describe because like i love my parents Mm -hmm. my parents love me Mm -hmm. and we have these like drastically different views on everything um and i it's it's we're all just, like, trying our best to, like, love each other well. And I think we both, like, the both camps have made serious progress in that. And, like, I I was dating someone and they were like, yeah, he can come to Christmas. I was like, that I truly, like, didn't even broach the subject because I was like, I didn't think that could happen. And I don't think that they're ever going to, like, change their minds about, like, homosexuality being a sin. Yeah. And we, oh god, I don't know if you've had to experience this, but whenever I talk about that people are like, "Oh, yes, they will." Like, I'm sure they will. It's like, "No, I don't want to wait for that." You know? Whatever. That's a well, whole
1: other thing. I, I'm glad you made that sidebar because it's 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 where we can gain our sense of self from, which is of course yep. not from other people telling us that we matter. And so Yeah. And before you continue, I'll say it's always so dicey to talk about your family, especially on a fucking gay-ass podcast, because you don't want to say anything yeah. that you feel is disrespectful, be, But because we do love and respect. But it is just a relationship that, as the world has become more accepting, and, of course, your uh, world uh, with a religious background is, is different, but there still is, yes, you can bring him for Christmas. So, of course, yeah. there is, like, wow. So, I think a lot of people are like, all right, Thanks, everyone. We're going to wrap up set <laughs> and um, we're yes. good. But there is a nuance to it, which is that mm-hmm. you see the world very differently. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There, have you heard of Jedediah Jenkins? He's a writer. Sounds He's very awesome. familiar. He's gay. Um, his new, this is like sort of a plug on accident, but he, he like wrote a book that comes out soon about like his mom is very similar mm-hmm. and like it's all about their relationship and like how you can go about like respecting and like loving your parents and not seeding like your beliefs. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so nervous to read it because I know it's just going to like hit home. Yeah. But I, it's called mother nature, which I think is a really cute name for it too. Love. Sorry for like plugging that, but he's really awesome. And please I'm please like, plug book any, just
1: any book, anything, that can help us on our journey. Come on now, I'm fully Hell down yeah. for. It. But I also did you end up bringing your the guy you were dating to Christmas? I did. And how did it go? Yes,
2: neutral. Fine, fine. Which is
1: probably what we what is a good good case scenario. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. Was it the Was it the weatherman that you've done jokes about? Oh God.
2: <laughs> nope, it wasn't the weatherman.
1: <laughs> um, Wait, why did you not like that I asked that?
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. So. It's sort of like a local... This is going to sound so annoying, but funny. There's the weatherman. There's like this famous gay weatherman.
1: But You dated the gay local weatherman? No,
2: no. But I like the reason I like in some versions of that joke, like none of that happened. Like I didn't actually like go through a guy's mail and like stalk him and he didn't sue me. But people will like legitimately think that that happened. And I'm like... I need to
1: stop saying this. No, no, no. You got to just say, Babe, that was the joke. And we made up a couple of circumstances.
2: (laughs) Yes. Um, But there is like, he's like a Minnesota famous guy. His name is Sven. Um, And he's like gay. And so like part of the joke, I don't know what versions I posted, but part of the joke is like, I name drop him. And so like people in Minnesota Think
1: that it's him. I did hear a big laugh when you said the name Sven. Yes, and I did yes. think to myself,
2: "That's what you're do missing." We, do is we that think the name Sven Minnesota is funny? Lore.
1: I see that's a Minnesota lore. Okay, okay, okay. Yes.
2: yes, and he's like DM'd me and he's like, "Hey,
1: that's really funny."
2: And I'm like, "Thank you so much." So wait, for confirm not or deny?
1: Did you date no, the local weatherman? We never weatherman? even talked. So you did we... you did you date a Weatherman ever? Never. Okay, so it's all a joke, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all
2: a joke because I have jokes about tornadoes that I put in right.
1: there. You, okay, okay. Wait, this is... God, I love it so <laughs> much. You said, I'm going to write a joke about dating a weatherman. I'm going to make it <laughs> the circumstances. And I am going to now take the questions. And you know what? That shows a strength, <laughs> Sam Shadler. That shows a strength. Um. Good so liar. then... Forgive the question, but when was the first boy-boy kiss, and when did the electricity course through your veins? Where were you?
2: Oh, my God. Okay, so my first ever date, okay? Mm -hmm. I went on a date with someone. His name was R-E-C, no, R-E-K-C-U-T. I was like, oh, maybe he's got an accent, because I'm like, I don't know what that name is. Turns out it's Tucker backwards and his name is Tucker. So I'm so nervous for this date. It's 10 a.m. I'm such a lightweight. Okay. Like if I have one, if I have half of a drink, I cannot, a quarter of a drink. I can't, I'm not driving. I'm not right, driving. Right. So like I rarely, like I, whatever. It's 10 a.m. I'm so nervous. We meet at a brunch place and before he gets there, I have two Moscow mules. <laughs> And I'm just like, I can't I can't do this. Um, and then but it was fun. I was like, oh, I'm on a date with a guy. This is fun. And then he was like, What are you doing later? And I was like, nothing. But I was tired and I like didn't want to keep hanging out. And he's like, We could go for a run. I'm like, No, like I I'm good. He's like, but we could get all sweaty and we could make out afterwards. I'm like. No, I'm you know, I'm good. Then he asked again, I was like, No, but we did feel the spark for my first ever date, but you know, we just didn't go with
1: the follow up after. When did you kiss? We
2: never kissed. Oh, was that the question? Should I have talked about a time I kissed a boy?
1: Well, no, that was a gorgeous answer. So, that was I was curious about the kiss, kiss, but this was the date, date you were, this was the first date. This yes, this is the first date. So Tucker um, Backwards, uh, you were yes. fucking wasted by the time he got there. Um at like 10 a.m. 10 30. I don't love that he kept um pushing for the sweaty running kiss.
2: I yes, I didn't either. And but I learned such a formative lesson in that you never say you're not doing anything after. You like have a plan. If you don't want to hang out with this person, you say a plan, of what you're doing the rest of the day. You have to learn.
1: You do. I'm just I I'm just thinking through what I would have said in that scenario of just like, see, so, um, what are you doing the rest of the day? Um Yeah, I kind of would just say, like, I'm seeing this person was what I would is what I would yeah. say. Did you so you never kissed that you never kissed Tucker backwards? No. Who who did you first kiss?
2: Oh God. I think that it was British Ben. Mm. No, this is I don't know who my first kiss was.
1: I love that we're discovering that now, you fucking slut.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, I do, can I answer the first person I held hands with? (laughs) (laughs) He, I found out later, I think was racist. And he didn't own plates. And we went to go see a movie. This is on our first date. On our first date, we held hands. And I remember being like, I just held hands with the boy.
1: In the movie before or after?
2: So the movie was after. No, but but did you hold hands?
1: When did you hold hands? Before the movie? Oh, this no.
2: First date was not a movie, but that's when we held hands.
1: I see, I see, I see. Second date
2: was a movie. He showed up a little bit late, had a huge temper tantrum in the lobby of the movie theater. And I was like super embarrassed. And he's like, God, I'm late. I'm so mad. I don't even want to see this movie anymore. And I was like, Okay, well, like, so I really want to see it. So, like, I'm going to see it if that's okay. And then he's like, fine, I'll, I'll go see it. And I this is, like, the second date I've ever been on. I think so, these are like, all men
1: who have a lot of issues that are just trying to get you into a room that is not in public.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't even and want then, to see
1: this movie. We should just go on a sweaty run and then kiss in my car. Wait.
2: Yes. And then we're watching. It's like an alien movie. Sure. It's like, alien or predator, whatever. And then we sit down and he's like, I don't really like scary movies. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to see it. And then there's a whole other story about how he didn't own plates. And then, yeah. But I think I he might have been my first kiss. But now if I like, if a boy smells anything like him, instant red flag. And I just associate that with him. And I'm just like, no, I can't do it. Is it body odor? No, it's like a, he smelled good, but it's like, oh, no,
1: I I don't want I don't want to be anywhere near this. Was this in Minnesota? Mm-hmm. And where are you meeting Tucker Backwards and Movie Tantrum?
2: This is Tinder for all of them.
1: OK, OK. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then are you currently now finding your dates on Tinder still?
2: Yes. Took a long. I've been in like one and a half like serious relate no one and a quarter serious relationships because one was like a long distance one that probably should never have happened but did
1: how far apart Um, did they live
2: they live oh so he lived in new jersey oh so yeah and then took a long break i recently also got like laid off so like that's also been sort of a I don't really want to go on dates right now, sort of. of thing Of
1: course. I also yeah, I saw that. Is were you still working in like a nursing capacity or were you working in a, a different sort of
2: so I was working at in nurse leadership. So I was like a supervisor for a unit at the hospital I was at. Wow. Um, but yeah, then one day they were like, We're gonna lay off three hundred and fifty people. And I saw that email and I'm like, dang, that sucks for those people. And then four hours later I was in the meeting that was like, We're eliminating your position
1: got it i'll you head out sucks for those people <laughs> uh sam could you please uh, come to the you're fired yep. meeting Yeah. well it's a great opportunity for us to talk about how you're really leaning into the content creation of it all and i obviously have watched all your videos and and your patreon seems amazing so what were you experiencing when you first decided to take the plunge? Was it like, cause I think a lot of people and myself included have struggled with investing in ourselves and in myself. And so what, yeah. what, what did it feel like to you to, to launch it?
2: How i describe it is the universe kept giving me signs to mm-hmm. be like, this is the route you have to take. Yeah. And it got to the point where like, whenever I would be like, no, I can't do this. Something else would happen. That's like you big idiot. You'd, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And I think I resisted it so much because it feels so selfish to like, to not have a job. You don't really like that. Like, I, do you know what I mean? Like all your friends have positions that like, Oh God, I got to go to work. And here it's like, it's fun. It's really scary, but like, I I don't have that like day to day stress. So it feels really selfish. And it comes
1: from a place of joy that I think is we're conditioned to not yes feel, feel like yes that's okay. when it's
2: like when there's no friction and it like feels good it's like well i need to do something i don't like i don't know right but like i got my first ever brand partnership where like i told them my prices and mm-hmm. they didn't like shy away from that which like i've gotten a lot of offers to do things but they like don't want to pay me right you know and so I, I i've had to say no to a lot of things but this company just like this is the day after i got laid off they're like hey <gasps> Let's work together. And it was like super chill and super awesome.
1: Um, I really am obsessed that the universe is doing her thing. And that's just a sign that leaning into your purpose and your bliss. And, you know, speaking of purpose and bliss, I want to ask about what brings me joy, which is the beloved character actress, Sam. If the world was ending, you could only save one character actress. Who would you save?
2: Okay, I have to make sure that this is correct. It feels right, but I don't think I, like, could define a character actress if you asked me, like, what it was. Hey, you
1: don't know where Missouri is, and you can't tell me what a character actress is, and these are things that make you you. That's so true. And that is gorgeous.
2: But my answer is Jane Krakowski.
1: Oh, Sam, Sam, Sam. Like,
2: hands down. I
1: does it come from 100%. does it come from 30 rock or do you or, it comes or from you...
2: 30 rock that was like super huge for me like growing up watching that yeah. show and then her role in unbreakable kimmy schmidt too uh, um have you seen the carly ray video she's in i don't think i have okay well you should watch it she trips in it and that was not planned. But she like plays <gasps> it off and it's the take they used. And it's really Oh, funny.
1: yeah. I mean, listen, Jane Krakowski is such a brilliant answer because my gay brag is I got to see her on Broadway in She Loves Me. And she is just that type of performer that looks the way she does, which is absolutely stunning. Gorgeous. But she doesn't take herself seriously. Yes. She is beyond hilarious. And she can do the splits. Honey. 10 out of 10 i mean oh my god i'm so jealous you got to see her i know she's unreal and by the way like if there were a list of people that i could like thank them for their cervix i do think that jane would be absolutely on the list yes yes so then when do you so if i I just i when i speak to religious traumatized people (laughs) were you allowed to watch 30 rock growing up
2: yes I think, like, I was older. We weren't allowed to do like various things. So, like, yeah, that's So Raven was banned. Harry Potter was banned, wow, well, um, because Dumbledore was gay. Just kidding. All the other reasons. And then <laughs> we weren't allowed to read series of unfortunate events because too many bad things happened in that. Which is always really funny to me because, like, do you, if you read the Bible, so many bad things.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't happen. say it's a. Uh, I wouldn't say it's all happy plot twists.
2: Yeah. But for some reason, 30, like, I I think I was in high school when it was on. So, like, I think, and I'm the baby of four. So, I think they were just like,
1: whatever you want to do. Good for you. God, that's, yeah, that's, a. I would say the toughest sibling statuses to be are oldest and youngest. I think the oldest is the most fucked up because their parents didn't know what they were doing. The youngest is fucked up because you were babied your whole life and then obviously certain things they don't care about but other things are so like they treat you with kick gloves yep. which they may makes you feel like maybe fragile or unable middle children are fucked up in different ways but i think less so yeah than oldest and youngest i'm a middle and like i'm just i think i'm just as fucked up as you but i do think it's just a different a different, uh, different genre different kind sure so then did you is there is there anything that you watched in secret that you weren't allowed to, like I would watch the um, Taxi Cab Confessions. That was just like taxi drivers interviewing these like fucking rank as horny people <laughs> in New York.
2: Um, I remember, well, like growing up, gay next, <laughs> 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 and like um, we'd watch it at like sleepovers, and like everyone would be like, <laughs> "Gross, they're gay," and I'd be like, "Yeah." That's, like, so gross.
1: Um, and meanwhile, they were gross because they're just, like, the <laughs> meanest stereotype of a gay person. My name is Troy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, for some reason, I I was, like, the, I still am the only person in my family that, like, loves horror movies. And so, like, I'd have to watch those in secret, too.
1: Wow. <laughs> it takes a specific brand of purse to enjoy the horror. Yeah. And my marital spouse enjoys the horror.
2: Okay, and- he has good taste
1: he does and he does he does have great taste and um as much as i want to possess the skill of discomfort and uh, being able to sit through discomfort i won't i won't pay for it sure
2: you know i I respect that i
1: respect (laughs) what gorgeous answers from sam shedler what gorgeous answers from sam (laughs) shedler you got it do we need more takes on that what a gorgeous! What gorgeous answers from Sam Shedler on that Shagayash podcast. Um, Sam, the final question I did not prep you on is: What is the best Will Goldberg film? Do you got an answer?
2: What's the What's the um gospel one?
1: Sister Act Two is what you're thinking of. Yep, sure, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Sam Hi. Shedler, that we're going to leave it there. <laughs> well, um, where can people follow you? And what do you want to plearg? Yeah, um, I'm over on Instagram and TikTok,
2: Sam Shed, S-A-M-S-C-H-E-D. And then I've got a Patreon where I post clips of my comedy. I do a lot of baking too. And so I post
1: fun recipes
2: there. It's fun.
1: Sam, thank you for coming on That's a guest Podcast. Yes. And I'll see you at church. See you there.
3: warbyparker.com slash covered. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.